0: Hello, this is Matt, Kosei, Mark, Yon, James, Mel, Zach, this is David. This is PSG Token.
1: Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais.
2: Welcome back, PSG Talk, Champions League edition. Joined here with fellow PSG Talk contributors, Ed, James, Eddie, and James number two. Um, Fellas, you know, the day we've been waiting for. There's a couple obstacles we had to get over this morning. You know, a couple fiascos, Um, not one draw, but two. So it was kind of a a buy one, get one this morning for PSG fans. Um, Started off good woke up this morning 6 a.m I'm like all right I'm gonna make some tea let me go sit down and watch this draw live for the first time they actually decided hey we're gonna get right into it we're not gonna do all these awards and all these extra things and open my computer and I see manu I text James I text John I say it begins it begins we knew this was coming and then I'm starting to see articles about you know the draw being rigged and you know they're not Selecting certain teams to put them in the basket, so before long, we get news that there's going to be a second draw. So the first results are null and void. Come back to find out Real Madrid again, another opponent simmering with storylines. Um, but we want to obviously for you know the fans and and for us to kind of just get together and do a very quick just recap of you know what everyone thought about the draw. What everyone thinks about Real Madrid, our chances, and also just quickly talk about just the whole um, debacle. But as always, before we we get into you know the nitty gritty, always love to just go around check in with everybody, see how everyone's doing. So we'll go ahead and start with Ed. Um, happy Monday! You know, hopefully uh, hopefully your week is off to a good start. How you doing?
3: Thanks for hosting, Ty. Really appreciate it. Everything is good on my end, but you know what? I didn't like that intro. Can we start it again? Just do it all over again. Is that possible? Since that's kind of the theme of the day, just redoing everything.
2: I thought you were serious for a second. I thought you wanted to just redo the whole thing, and I was like, uh, yeah, if you want to.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Unlike UEFA, you are fully competent, and uh, you did a great job. But yeah, everything is good on my end. Thank you so much.
2: Love to hear it, man. Love to hear it. Mr. Razo, talk to me, man. How's everything on the West Coast?
1: Oh... I'll share my Champions League draw experience, but I'm I'm really exhausted. Uh, like I was telling Ed off camera, I, I went to bed. I, I woke up early three a.m. on the West Coast. I I, I thought Man United, uh, and then I woke up. It was uh, Real Madrid. So it was a it was an interesting morning.
2: Yeah, that's that's got to be interesting. You've Got to feel like you're in the Matrix or something. But I definitely respect you though for for being up at three watching the draw putting the effort in i don't think my boy james over here is 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 waiting up to see the draw at three in the morning my man is getting his getting his beauty sleep but he is here with us on the east coast currently so um james how's everything in jersey man how's this how's this cold weather treating you
4: this is nasty i don't know how y'all deal with this it's absurd um i'm ready to get back west where it's warm and sane um i mean I haven't been over to the East Coast in some time, and the first time that I get over here, you wait for this up to the old shenanigans. You know, coincidence? You tell me.
2: No coincidence, man. No coincidence. Next time you're on the East Coast, man, swing by Miami. Stop by, um, Mr. Teague. Talk to me, man. How's everything?
0: Man, I I can't complain. Um, you know, it's typical Texas weather down here. It's thirty degrees one day, and then the next day it's 80 so right now we're at a we're at a nice 60 degrees and uh there's no snow anywhere there's no rain it's probably what california is supposed to feel like right now so i'm happy about it
2: the land of milk and honey that's awesome man well hey listen <laughs> always always good to hear the team's doing well that's uh, always most important but you know One thing i want to do um is actually kind of pass it over to our resident journalist over here at psg talk um eddie i know that you know for example eddie probably dealt with this himself but going to bed thinking it's man united waking up seeing it's real madrid there are probably fans not only psg fans but you know soccer fans in general or football fans i should say that were confused about why the the redraw happened you know what went wrong so um Eddie, can you kind of just tell us about what transpired that caused the the draw to you know kind of be voided and, and have to be redone in the first place?
1: So I know Ty, uh, you sent me a link to the Athletic doing a a quick explanation everything, but I decided to go with the uh, knowledge from El Chiringuito, which is everybody's favorite Spanish football uh, program. So the way they explained it, uh, so apparently I don't know who was in charge of the entire like distribution of you know balls and everything uh but from from what they were explaining was that uh the first draw with you know Benfica Real Madrid that was legit like that was everything was fine there was no issues with that uh and then afterwards it was just a, a mayhem where if I'm not mistaken uh real and Manchester United were in in the same pot or at least, you know, it, it, they were linked in the same pot. If I'm not mistaken, you guys can, can correct me if I'm wrong here, but afterward, you know, I think they realized that there was, there was a mistake, but instead of, uh, instead of saying, Hey, there's a mistake, uh, in terms of the Manchester United via uh, you know, the way their, their, their position, uh, they went along with, you know, they went ahead with the draw. And so after after everything was done, you know, I guess they realized okay, everybody saw what 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 our mistake, and then afterward uh, they decided well we're gonna have to do the redraw because uh, you know Villarreal and, and Manchester United were in the same group, so obviously everybody knows that they they can't face each other. Uh, so they they decided well we're gonna do the redraw, uh, and then afterward that's when uh, UEFA. Uh, decided, you know, here, here's our second draw, and you know, this is the quick explanation, not, you know, not to confuse anybody, because I was confused too when I was reading what you sent me, Ty, and then what I was was that what I was watching. So there's a lot of confusion. Uh, I'm trying to sum it up as best as I can. Uh, it was the VRL, uh Manchester United. Uh, those were the two uh, issues there with the way they were uh, positioned in the pots. Yeah, no, I think you.
2: I think that's 100% correct. It was, you know, seeing corruption caught on live camera with the whole world watching is is, is wild. Um, but to sum it up, you you kind of hit the nail on the head. What it seemed like was whoever was the one guy who's in charge of literally his only job, he probably gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars is just to grab these balls twice a year, you know, he grabbed Villarreal, accidentally put them in the Man United pot, you know, spun them around. them Pick them out, and then, like you're normally supposed to do, you don't put them back when you're done. You discard them, and he he discarded the Man United um, option, which in turn, when he went to go, you know, choose for Bayern Munich, their name was never added to the pot in the first place. Or sorry, um, not Bayern Munich, or not not Man United, um, at go or whoever and, it was. And you can't
3: forget the the tweet that UEFA put out, where they basically were trying to blame a th- external service par- provider. Like they were trying to blame some third party when it was them who just screwed it up and put the The, balls in the wrong bowl.
2: The explanation was the software that is supposed to tell them what teams can go into what bucket didn't work, but it's just like,
0: Uh. it's not
2: that difficult. Like you guys run a competition. um, Listen, I don't want PSG talk to get blocked from the airways. So, um, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna bash what we think we saw. um, Whether, you know, some of the, uh, the spheres are frozen or, or heated up, you know, before before they spin. We, we understand that there is a dollar amount that goes with some of these games. But um, let's just take a minute to just go around um, and just initial reactions, fellas, man, on, you know, when you saw the second draw, you saw Real Madrid, you know, kind of all the storylines that come with that. How do you feel? What are your initial reactions? Uh, let's start with uh, Mr. Teague.
0: Well, I um, was not dedicated to the cause like everybody else was. I got up at 7.30 um, Central Time, and that meant all all the things had been settled. I just got a text from one of my buddies that said that um, UEFA confirms that it was going to do a redraw. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Just tell me who, who, who are we playing. Um, and once I saw that it was Real Madrid, I kind of did a good old shoulder shrug and was – then thinking just like you know i I really don't care who it is i we just need to beat whoever it is and um you know at the end of the day if you are really selling your project to um mr to number seven on your roster that you are better than that club what better way to do it than to embarrass said club in the champions league now i don't know if that really matters but um this is one that you've got to put away this is this is one that you got to put your big boy pants on and uh and really show that that you are who you say you are and that this roster um is built the way that their vision says it is so for me i don't really care what emblem is on the other side of the pitch at this point we just got to handle business and um whether or not we get Jekyll or Hyde when it comes to PSG Um, we'll we'll be determined but I but I hope we can put it together
2: no I I respect you you sleeping in I probably wish I would have slept in this morning as well (laughs) I just got to read all the you know all the after after effects but um, Ed talk to me man Mr you know you have PSG ranked above Byron Munich in your power rankings of odds right. to win the, the whole tournament. I, I need to hear what you think about this draw today. Cause I know you think that we could be anybody, which I respect. I respect that. I, I always support the love for the badge.
3: Yeah. If nothing else, respect and love for the badge. First of all, I will say that the draw is hundred percent rigged. There's no doubt. Seth Blatter a couple years ago said that he's seen it rigged before. If you want to rig something like the NBA draft or whatever it is, the, the lottery use ping pong balls and a bowl. It's the easiest way to rig something. So 100% believe that. Also, I think the fact that like Chelsea can't draw any other English teams, I think that's all bogus. None of this makes any sense. So PSG are always uh, facing an uphill battle when we talk about the round of 16 in the knockout stage. So I want to get that out of the way. Real Madrid, I'm glad we're facing them. Their fans like the chirp a lot on Twitter. And I'm just glad we get a chance to shut them up. And if we lose... So what? They talk already as it is. This is a great chance to just shut all of them up. And I think if we do embarrass them, uh, like James was saying, I think maybe that will convince um, Mbappe. I saw a report that contract negotiations back open potentially, talking. Maybe they can sign something. So I think this will go a long way. If we show that the PSG project is a lot further along than the geriatric uh, squad that they have at Real Madrid then maybe he'll stick around for another year or two. So I'm excited. I think PSG can beat them. The only team I didn't want to see uh, was Liverpool. Um, I think that they would just slice and dice us all over the pitch, and I I don't want any parts of them right now. Everyone else, it's open game, but I knew we weren't going to get Ajax. I knew we weren't going to get Juventus or somebody like that. It was always going to be Manchester United or Real Madrid, the two best storylines for UEFA, which goes back to my original point, that the whole thing is rigged.
2: Listen, I'm not saying it's rigged. This is an upcoming podcast. I want that UEFA UEFA money. Listen, all right, UEFA executive board, feel free to reach out to me. You know, Ed doesn't need to be a part of this. You know, he can kind of just do things (laughs) in the background. He edits real well. We can be bought, that's true. Yeah, we can (laughs) be bought. We can be bought. Ed is a great editor. You know, if you just need, you know, someone on the mic, I could take care of that piece. Don't worry about it. Um, For sure, for sure. awesome, awesome. James,
4: man. Talk to me. Talk talk to me, my guy. How did Man City get another easy draw for like the twelfth year in a row? Like how who did they buy? Because we have the same money as them and we don't get the same luck. In any event, I think that like I said on the podcast the last podcast, respect Real Madrid. Respect them. They're at the top of the league for a reason. Let's not sleep on this team. Let's not act like this is going to be, you know, a walk in the park. They have some stars, and they have a lot of up-and-coming stars who are finally starting to show their form at the right time, which is, like, quite funny that that's happening right now. Um, I don't know by how much we're favorited, but I would venture to say I'm a little nervous because I'm not – necessarily that excited about the current form that we're in. Again, we just had a bunch of conversations about Pochettino and his coaching tactics and how long he's been here and the fact that we haven't seen anything and we have injuries and we still haven't found our form and we need to go into the winter transfer market and try to pull off a miracle of a midfielder, but that probably won't happen. So I'm not Going to get too high and excited on this draw. I'm relieved because we didn't die, you know, by getting Bayern in the first round. So we didn't die, but we're not alive yet. We still, much like Mr. Teague said, we have to go out there and do our business. But I am very curious what type of PSG will show up. I'm very curious to see that. I know we're going to concede a few goals. I will say that. it's so hit or miss with this squad, man. Like, we might come out on the first leg and go crazy, and then you know, the return leg, it's like, oh, who's to say who's going to start? Oh, Mbappe has a mysterious injury, and he's out. So, it's, it's always something with us. Like, we can't just have a fully fit squad, go out there, clean sheet, move on to the next round, even with inferior teams when it comes to the Champions League. And so, I'm not too high, I'm not too low. Like, all right, cool. We didn't face Liverpool. We didn't it's Bayern. I'm excited. Thank God. Um, and you know, you wait for missed on missed out on a lot of money because they didn't get to see Messi versus Ronaldo one more time, and that Atletico versus Man United is not guaranteed for Man United to go through. So, good luck to them. But um, we'll see what happens with us.
2: Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde is probably the best way to to explain this uh, this team and. Listen, I think Man United fans, to be honest with you, um, I think we like that draw, but I think so did they. I think one thing I was telling James a long ago is it's funny where PSG currently is in terms of, I won't say the hierarchy of of world football, but just like current form. Because I know a lot of Man United fans who preferred the PSG matchup over the Atletico Madrid matchup. I think, you know, Simeone is known for playing what they would consider terrorist football, right? It's just, he muddies up the game if they score one goal he's going to put 11 men behind the ball um and it's we, we saw him do it to liverpool when they were the defending champions so yeah it, sh- it should be interesting man it should be interesting um mr razo what are the uh, what are the journalist streets saying man
1: so i i love I, as much as i hate cheating wito i love it for the theatrics and like i'm, I'm basing I like to think of them as the heartbeat of like Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, you know thoughts. So like they, when I was watching that program today, they were, they were mostly focusing on the Mbappe angle, it's pretty much. what Ed was saying that you know, except it's you know from their perspective that if they beat PSG, they can go ahead and waltz you know Mbappe to the other uh, side of the locker room uh, in that second leg. But but I'm 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 pretty much sharing what everybody. Else is uh thinking here i mean in, i'm indifferent I, it, it's not too high not too low not not the end of the world like like we said last week the the two teams we probably wanted to avoid was liverpool and, and Bayern munich uh so we got a matchup where hey at least you know it's, a, it's likely a 50 50 shot to to get to the quarterfinals that's at the end of the day uh, unless you get a favorable matchup at least that's that's the one you want so i'm i'm, I'm good with it even though it it was, you know, I had to wake up and thinking that I was, you know, daydreaming that, that, I, that I saw Real Madrid in there. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, at the end of the day, it's a 50-50 draw, so I, I'm good with it. it it's, it's not too high, not too low.
2: Yeah, I think I'm, I'm the same. Um, my biggest priorities this morning when I woke up were to avoid the cold-blooded bastards in Germany, ruthless, you know what I mean, They weren't Uh, too ruthless last season. Listen, listen. (laughs) All right.
4: Why? Why? See? Why are you doing that?
2: He wants to provoke the beast. Like you have a guy over there who feels like the Ballon d'Or was stolen from him. He's dying to play play us. And then you you have you Mm -hmm. know a team that's like we weren't even with our best player. So you know we want to play you again. And after we beat you, we're just gonna eat pretzels and schnitzel in your locker room just like bro it's we're gonna have a, a bratwurst and a, and a german fest you know what i mean so i'm just like nah man i'm i don't want to play those guys man
3: and i also didn't want
2: to play liverpool there are a couple of, a couple of terrorists in our discord server that were begging for liverpool begging for liverpool and i was just like
3: kick them out you guys
2: yeah, yeah, yeah i'm not even gonna say his name he, when he hears this he'll know who he's who he is Um, But he was telling me that, you know, I was wrong for not, not supporting. I I respect the passion. I definitely do. But similar to everybody else, I'm indifferent. Um, Listen, this is, this is a winnable draw. I'll put it that way. Right. I I don't feel like I'm going into this and feeling like if we played Byron or Liverpool, obviously I would have supported my team, but I would have been like, we're underdogs here. I'm pretty sure. You know, and I I feel not because of the names, because of current form, this matchup is 50-50, and I'll even be honest and say it maybe is, like, slightly favored to Real Madrid just based off current form. I mean, just because we don't talk about them as much and, you know, we make jokes that they're older and stuff like that, I mean, these dudes are balling right now. I think they've won nine in a row or more than that, actually. I think I would count it today. it's, like, 12 or 13 with one draw, you know what I mean? They beat inter by two goals they beat um you know atletico madrid by two goals they beat barcelona so like they've played big teams and won um benzema has 13 goals Vinny has 10 goals benzema has like six assists i think um asensio has like five or six goals courtois is playing out of his mind right now so listen this is not going to be an easy game uh, Ancelotti has them playing the way he wants them to play they're very organized the defense has been better than we expected it to be um they haven't conceded that many goals we thought that their defense was going to be the weak point and i think both teams have a front line that can blitz you at any point and put points on the board right so it's we're not outman in that sense um i think it's really going to be can potch get these guys organized can we stop being so um just, just week and transition in the midfield. The one thing I do like about this matchup, as opposed to playing a Byron or a Liverpool is Real Madrid, isn't known for being a high pressing team. And that seems to be something that we've struggled with, whether it's league one, whether it's champions league, um, they're going to play more possession based they're not gonna be chasing us around, you know, they are an older team. So, you know, we need to think about playing Man City and yes. Liverpool. These are teams that are either younger or the same age as us, um, and they can run around all game. I don't think Kroos and Modric are gonna be running around all game. Um, so if they do wanna play that, that kind of style uh, it could benefit us. And then also who knows, right, what could happen between now and February for both teams. You know, we've been injury prone. Are some of their guys gonna, you know, pick up a knock? So if anything happens to Benzema, um, you know, to Vinny, to any of these guys, you know, that could be detrimental to their season. So for me, as always, and I always say as a PSG, uh, this is going to be about staying healthy and, you know, Nasser and Leo are going to have to make a decision, you know, whether we all agree or not. Looking at this draw now, the storylines, everything that's going on, you know, are they going to keep Potch Or are they going to say if Zizou's there on the, like, in the wings and he's he wants it, are they going to bring him in? You know, and also is Zizou going to want it now? You know, he was interested with the whole storylines with potentially going back to Madrid for the first time, you know, is he going to want to take that job? Or may he say, you know what, I'll just wait to the summertime. Um, In regards to Mbappe, I'm not going to hit on him for too long, but I think it came out today that him and his family announced that they're not going to even start negotiating with any teams until March, or at least no external teams outside of PSG. So he kind of said, you know what, we're drawing madrid i'm not even going to get into this right now and and have this be a distraction which it will be or be a problem i'm just going to kick this can down the road um, and i'll deal with that after the tie's over so we'll see um but yeah same as as a lot of you guys um winnable matchup not overly excited not you know not overly worried as well um but the next couple of weeks will be key you know in terms of how we play even against Monaco this weekend we weren't great I know we won 2-0, but watching the game back, we didn't dominate. Monaco had plenty of chances. They easily could have tied that game and been 2-2. So um, you know, another shot hits the hits the woodwork and, and we get saved. Kareem and those guys aren't gonna miss those chances. You know, so it's it's just gonna be about taking your chances and is Neymar back. You know, is he healthy and, and what Neymar do we get? Cause the more Messi and, and Bobby play together, The more I'm worried, as much as I love Neymar and he's a key part of this team and of course he'll play, the more I'm worried about, okay, you know, is he going to throw that off when he gets back, you know, and and what that, what's that whole dynamic going to look like? So yeah, that's where I currently stand. Um, I guess we'll go around real quick and just ask, you know, prediction wise, no score prediction, but just... Where do you see the tie leaning as it currently stands? Obviously, things can change come February. Do you have it as a 50-50 split, 60-40, 70-30? Um, know, and if you do have concerns about PSG, what are those concerns? Uh, Eddie, we'll start with you.
1: So I'm, I'm 50-50. I mean, we've seen Real Madrid over the, the last couple of uh, months just pull away in La Liga, the easy, far and away, the best team in Spain. But you know they're also the team that struggled against Sheriff. So you know if if um, you know they they do have some warts in their game. You you, you highlighted them, Ty. But um, you know right now they're just they're just you know firing on all cylinders. But all things can change, uh, injury wise, form wise. This is the first time Vinicius Junior has looked like you know the player that they envisioned. Um, so you know that's that's a, a little frightening. But uh, I mean, so I mean we we just can't. Um, you know, so short PSG. I mean, Leonel Messi loves the Bernabeu, so I'm pretty sure he's gonna feel right right at home. I'm really hoping Sergio Ramos can can find his, you know, healthy legs. I don't know, shoot him up some some something to get him going. But, you know, I I think he'll he'll try his best because man, that that match against Santa Sentet, Santa that was such a tease. I, I really enjoyed what Ramos brought to the table there. He he seemed like a natural you know, center back pairing to, to Marquinhos. And you even saw some of the French media outlets saying, you know, make him captain just by that one performance. But I'm, I'm hoping, you know, PSG can be healthy because – and if they can improve that midfield, it will be a bonus. But, I mean, let's just – let's get healthy. Uh, but, yeah, it, to me it's a 50-50 split. It, it's just going to come down to who's healthy, who's, who's you know, who's in form. Uh, and, yeah, and that's I think that's probably going to decide – Awesome.
2: And I'll ask you one more question and it'll be a question for everybody else to answer as well. Cause you made a, you made a question or you made a statement about the midfield with the draw, the way it is, and maybe your answers won't change regardless. Do you see PSG going out in January and making any additions before this match? Or do you feel like the team is kind of, they're going to try and offload instead of buy in order to make a big purchase in the summer?
1: I think it just gives them more more like, you know, they they get more motivation to say, hey, hey, we got a winnable matchup. Let's improve the midfield. You know, let's not mess around here. Obviously, we also want to show Mbappe, hey, don't need to go anywhere. Like Ed said, let's send that message. Let's win this thing and let's show Mbappe that this is the project for him. This is where he's going to get the most out of himself. So I, I, to me at least, you know, from my perspective, it would give more incentive to to go out and at least get one midfielder that that is on par uh, with Verratti. So I'm I'm hoping that this just adds more motivation to trying to to find a midfielder.
2: No, I definitely I definitely agree. Um, they need to go over to Monaco, take that flight right back over there, and get my boy uh Tukmini from Monaco, young king over there, bring him over, but. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Teague, what do you think, man? You know, where do you currently sit with this? You know, how do you feel? Do you have any worries? What are they? And do you feel that, you know, this is going to incentivize PSG to go out and make some purchases? Or you think we sit pat and just look to uh, to offload in the winter window?
0: Uh, okay. So you, you hit me with a lot of stuff there all at the same time. Um, I feel like we end up splitting this tie, um, but I think the PSG went on aggregate. That'll be my my prediction. Um, I think that we have the front three um, attacking that can give problems to anybody. Um, but at the same time, I also feel like sometimes our uh, defensive form is the cure for the common attack. Um, meaning, you know, if you if you are a team that is struggling to get some kind of offense going, um, just show up against PSG one time you'll start to figure it out. And um, that worries me a little bit because we've played teams that have had a lot of chances that weren't able to capitalize on them. And as you said before, I think Real Madrid is one of those teams um, that you don't have to give them very many of those. You're not going to get things that go off the post. You're not going to get guys whiffing on stuff in, in the box or um, always skying it over um over the goalposts as we saw kind of with, with Manchester city in the second leg, um, those chances came and then they started to fall. So that worries me the most. Um, that being said, I'm a little torn on what we should do, um, as far as the window, because I think all of these things, I think we have a few problems where one, we do need to offload some, some guys, there are some guys on the roster that I forget are on the roster. Um, until they're mentioned in our Discord, like Kurzawa. Like, I just forget he's even still here and that we still have to pay him money. Um, I do think that we need to bolster the midfield, um, especially with somebody like Varati being hurt um, consistently when we need him the most, it seems. And that troubles me a little bit because at the same time, it's like, you know, you, we keep adding these bodies and we keep having the same problem of we want consistency we want people we want to have the team gel and be able to you know learn how to play with each other and it seems like we're always replacing guys um people are always getting hurt that's one problem um and adding people doesn't solve the problem of of actually having a cohesive unit even if we do need to add people so i'm still kind of like I don't know what, I don't know what the right thing to do here, um, because it's clear that we probably do need another midfielder, but does he end up working out right away coming in in January and then expecting him to play at a high level, uh, in the champions league without having had time with these guys before same with Sergio Ramos, right? You know, he, he was, he was great. Um, but we haven't, they haven't had time to figure out their back line with him in it either. So, um, there are still some mistakes that could be left on the table there. So that it's also a concern of mine. Um, But I think at the end of the day, we can, we can pull this one out. Um, Like you said, it's very winnable. I do also think that it's not out of the realm of possibility that we lose this one. That's kind of just what we do. Sometimes we lose uh, winnable matchups and um, you know, until, until we can prove that we that we can do this on the regular, um, I'm always going to have a little bit of nervousness uh, when it comes to ties like this.
2: I don't blame you. I get nervous every Champions League, every, every Champions League game. Every time I put this jersey on, I'm just like, I have butterflies. But the one caveat I would say to what you mentioned about the midfield and, and how they gel would be I think you're right in terms of consistency. And I think that goes for the coaches too, right? Like, and we've talked about it, you know, to nauseam, essentially mm-hmm. with potch of, you know, we can't keep switching managers. And I 100% agree. Um, the only reason that I've been pro get potch out is more so just because of the players we have the lack of time. And like, if, if you're going to have one season, right? Like with this superstar trio, get someone in that can at least try and squeeze as much juice out of, out of the talent as possible. When it comes to midfield, I feel like we've always wanted to get, someone to pair with ferrari but then you look at the people that we've gone out and gotten right like gay he's probably been maybe the best but a 35 40 million dollar midfielder and then you look at herrera an aging midfielder who you're paying tons of wages to um who man you was willing to let go then you have um paredes and danilo like these aren't even I would say the tier one, I won't even call him world-class, but that's not even the tier one. Um, so I think if PSG was going to go out, it, they need to just splash the cash, right? Whether it's, um, Tukameni, whether it's Pogba, whether it's the guy that we've won forever from Lazio, I don't even know if he's still available, but that's what the rumors have said. Okay. If PSG plan on spending big on a midfielder to partner with Marco. And as we've learned, right, like Marco just can't stay healthy. And whenever he doesn't play, we're like a shell of ourselves. So, um, but definitely agree with you in, in that sense. Uh, Ed, what do you thinking, man? Just initial, initial thoughts. I know you're about to tell me like you have like a 80% chance PSG win this game or 85% chance.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling really confident, but like you, I get those butterflies every time that PSG are stepping on the pitch for a big Champions League game. But, you know, let's think back. PSG and Real Madrid have played in recent history, 2019, uh, 20 Champions League edition, top the group. Beat uh, Real Madrid 3-0 at the park. And so for me, that game on February 15th, being at the park is absolutely crucial. If PSG can at least have a two-goal advantage there, um, I think that's really going to bode well. Going into uh, the Bernabeu for the return match, which is March something. I forget the date. but So that first game, I think, is going to be crucial. Um, And leading up to the game, if you look at PSG's schedule, really a great test for them. They face Lille away. It's a Champions League team. And then they have Ren on February 13. So it's going to be two really good teams to go up against to get prepared. And um, so, th- you know, keep an eye on that. And I think this game is really going to come down to stars. Messi loves playing against Real Madrid. And I think if he does play, if he's healthy, I think we're going to see a special performance. I think we're going to see why PSG brought Messi in and what he can do for this team. And I think he's going to carry PSG on his back. Mbappe is going to know all eyes are on him with his contract situation. He's really going to be up for this one. And, hey, if if Neymar's healthy, what a nice bonus to have, right? Neymar, one of the best players in the world. Throw him in there in the attack, and I think PSG have the stars to get this done. Um, I'm really looking forward to Sergio Ramos. I think we all, as PSG fans, really miss Thiago Silva and his defensive awareness, and we're sort of missing that now with Kempembe playing a lot of games. If you could bring Sergio Ramos in, he's going to be just have that mentality like we're not going to lose. He I think I saw a quote he's going to he's going to die for PSG. He he wants this team to to go forward. So I think if he could play him and Marquinhos, I feel really confident about it center back and Donnarumma has to start. I got to throw that out there. I don't want to see Navas unless the Don just can't even walk, right? Donnarumma has to play. I've seen enough. No more debate, no more competition. Donnarumma is the man. Put him in goal and that's it. And also in terms of transfers Looks like a He could be on his way out in January on a loan to Juventus. Uh so depending on the injury situation, who you can get, the midfield, we all know we need a player. Leonardo, if there's a deal to be made, I'm sure he'll do it. We saw, you know, this this summer, he's he's willing to pull the trigger.
2: Yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree on the Don thing. I think um it felt like this weekend that it was we kind of took that next step with him kind of being the starter. I think it was the first time that. One of them has started two games in a row. Um, so I think so as well. And then I heard about the party thing. I'm not sure like how much truth. Well, I'm sure there is truth behind it, but what that looks like. I mean, do PSG let him go? I mean, we don't have another true number nine on the roster, right? So do you truly um, you know, let him go? Because if you do, then that means what you have to commit to playing Mbappe through the middle. You can't play him anywhere else unless you play a false nine, which is – not, not, many teams do that, and you can't really do a false nine on like short notice. You know what I mean? So, um, can we get
3: Moisey Keane back? And trade Cardi for him? I wish, I
2: wish, <laughs> I wish. As, as James would say, "Come home, come home." But, uh, Mister Carter, what do you got for me, man? Okay, we, we, so I uh, have we lost it. Yeah, he said he was still here. He said camera went out, but I'm still here. So maybe he's not. So apologize. We might have lost one of our one of our brothers. Um but you know, for me guys, that was really it. And it was it was really just uh wanted to get an opportunity for us all to get together. Um kind of an instant reaction. I know we just put out a pod this week, but um, you know, occasions like this cause for us to to come together and um for us to, oh wait pause he's back he's back. Got him, yeah, I'm back. Got
4: him. I'm back i'm back we have some technical difficulties but we're here i heard everything i heard ed's impassioned speech about how we're gonna win and it's gonna be thrilling and mbappe is gonna show up and Messi's gonna do stuff and sergio ramos is going to have legs and i'm here to crash the party i have not seen anything from psg in quite some time that is convincing me that we are going to win this draw in fantastic fashion. If we do win, it'll be by a goal and it'll probably be by like a Di Maria sub, you know, a Di Maria sub and then he'll score and it'll be great. But i um, not excited <laughs> at all. I think that we still have glaring deficiencies that I believe that Real Madrid can capitalize on, particularly stopping the cross. And we watched that City game; they dominated us, <laughs> just crossing balls into you know into our into our defense and scoring on us. And Vinicius Junior has been on fire. I don't know if anybody knows this, but he's been on fire. Benzema is Benzema, and if you're telling me that. One of our biggest deficiencies is that we cannot stop wing play. And we have a really amazing winger going at us. I'm very nervous about that. And so it will come down to tactics. We've been asking, what does Poch look like for the last I don't know how many months I think Ty can tell us? But this is going to be show improved time. I feel like obviously we're at the we're at the end of December in terms of like the sporting calendar, so Pacha survived. But that round of 16 will obviously be the last and final test for him as a manager of PSG. Um, And we hope that we may get a new manager in before them, but it probably won't happen. And this will be the test. Can you stop wing play can you get on the ball and put together a competent enough midfield, uh, which we'll get into my question about like what we can do in the transfer window. Can you put together a competent enough midfield that can get the ball to our attacking play that we've been desperately waiting to see, you know, play together in convincing fashion, be clinical and score a bunch of goals as promised, as advertised. And we have yet to see that it's like every time we get full strength, one of the pieces is missing or the tactics are wrong there's always something that's just not right and it's very interesting that PSG as a club has to be like absolutely perfect in order for everything to work in order to get what's essentially advertised to us Uh, we don't have the luxury of other teams of having the level of depth that we need in order to shore up some of our deficiencies or even kind of mask over them even looking at a team like Byron they can just sub in people like people you've never even heard of and they can play the Byron way and win. And for whatever reason we have to rely on our stars, which I mean we have some of the best stars in the world, but at the same time it's like, you know, can can we actually see that happen? And so moving into the other question of what can we do in the off season, I don't know. That's kind of tough. Like we keep talking about the same five or six players that we want to offload. And we're trying to offload a bag of rocks. Like, everyone knows they're bad, y'all. Like, <laughs> nobody wants this stuff. They don't even play. When was the last time you saw Krizawa play? Exactly. So like, who wants that? Nobody does. They're, they don't have a real transfer value. And the only way to sell players is to play them. And we can't play them because we need all of our stars because we can barely win games. Now, if we won games in convincing fashion, you could rotate the squads, a few times and get some of these guys that you want to sell some playing time so teams could actually see them perform. We're asking teams to play someone that they've never even seen perform this season. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I don't think we have the luxury of offloading a Cardi as much as we might want to because we don't have an option for a substitute. Um, I know, Ty, you had mentioned like, what do you think about like Anthony Martial? I haven't seen him play unfortunately, so I don't know. Uh, But the same can be said for a lot of the players on PSG and there's uh, probably a lot of sporting directors across Europe that are saying, well, what do you think about Krazawa? Well, I don't know, because I've never seen him play, but he sits really well on the bench. So it's like, I don't think we're going to be able to do much in terms of, like, offloading talent. Um, One of the players that I would have liked us to, like, get rid of is Draxler, but we just gave him a contract. So that's dumb, but not really excited. I would love to get a midfielder, but we all know how difficult that is and we'll be hit with the PSG tax and we'll be hit with the winter transfer tax. And in terms of like a business sense, it just won't be as equitable as trying to get something in uh, in, in the summer. And so I don't think that we'll hit a player. I would be absolutely surprised. But then there's also, as Mr. Teague said, the, the issue of can we integrate them into the PSG system, With enough time to where they feel acclimated enough to start a champions league match like we're not even saying hey just come to psg and play some league on matches we're saying hey come to psg and start in this most important match of the season which is a lot so i don't i don't know that's a lot it's a lot of moving parts and um i'm glad it's not my job um and i'm glad this is my job to uh sit and pontificate about what can happen uh when it comes to psg and champions league
2: man couldn't have said it better, man. And you know, regarding like why PSG can't do things similar to Byron is, it's because we don't have a system, right? And you said it. Wait, when you look at a team like Bayern Munich, whether they change coaches or not, the Germans believe in a certain way of play, right? Um, whether people want to joke or not about Barcelona, right, and how they play, and oh, Barcelona cares more about the style and the the beauty of the game as opposed to winning games. Yeah, that is true to a certain extent, and you know they, they are being um, you know drastically you know uh, handicapped by financial issues, but that's why Barcelona can bring up someone for the academy or look at certain players and know that they're going to fit into their system. Um, PSG just continues to play a different way every time they get a new coach. I mean, Ancelotti, um, um, Emery. Then you go to Tukul, who plays this compact defensive style. Then you go to Poch, who plays you know this Potch ball. It's build out from the back. It's it's not something that PSG has done. So you're looking at all these players, and to the detriment of them, you know individuals who may have been good for one system, then go into another coach, which they're not suited to that system. But yet, like you said, we can't offload anybody, right? So, um, like Libra said in the book, you know PSG is the way that the club is run. You have individuals who just refuse to leave and they'll stay because they like living in Paris and they get paid a lot of money. Like, look at my man Draxler. We tried to sell him for like three, three or four transfer windows. He just kept saying no and somehow fleeced his way into a new contract. <laughs> Yo, it's Living nuts. the dream. Oh, it's nuts, bro. Like, he just said, it's like, and Krazawa too, if you just say no enough, they'll just give you a new contract. My man Krazawa is like, hasn't played. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know where he is. He's in the Paris clubs. I have no idea. But my man got a new contract and I was telling James the other day, I think I said in the last pod is that he had a quote come out on get French, uh, get French football news that said um, in a private conversation, he said, the one who extended me, meaning Leonardo will be gone from this club before I am. This man's not going nowhere, bro. He's not going nowhere. So it's, it's a tough thing to, to do. And the shitty part on Icardi is he may literally be the only one that you can get money for. And we're not even going to get money for him. Because apparently, Juventus is only offering a loan with an option to buy. So we're not even going to get money for him. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, him, Herrera, Rafinha, I don't think you can get rid of gay. Apparently, they want to try and get rid of Diallo, the care, you know, and then the other problem is you're going to let them go. Bring in somebody else, whether they're more seasoned or whatever, and then you're just gonna create a log jam or an additional log jam, and Javi and Mishut and all these players still aren't gonna get minutes. You know what I mean? And there's going to be a uproar from the fan base when Javi and Mishute decide to not extend. And I think reports are already coming out that Javi is considering and leaning towards not extending and just letting his contract run out and leave to go somewhere else. And when he goes out and balls somewhere else, or apparently he's going to go back to Barcelona or he's interested in going back to Barcelona. So when he's starting in that midfield and he, we literally didn't see him play one start, the fan base is going to go crazy, you know? So um, oh, I don't know, man, but same like you guys, man, I'm 50, 50. I don't know. Um, I've been very underwhelmed with the performances for the last, Really, 12 months. Obviously, there have been the big wins in Barcelona, um, Bayern Munich, that have kind of, you know, has that very Ollie feel where it's like, okay, there's a couple of big wins sprinkled in, you know, here and there that have kept people at bay. But, you know, we're giving up chances. We're getting scored on. We don't, you know, we're leaky. We don't have a lot of clean sheets and just lack of a system. It's, you know, the only way I feel like we progress far in this competition is if Messi and Mbappe and Neymar just have phenomenal individual performances. You know, I just don't know if there's enough there, at least currently, you know, and I, I do want to give benefit of the doubt to the team and to Poch because while I don't think that they were great on Sunday, and I don't think that they were great against Bruges, yes, it was 4-1, but let's not forget, they're the worst team in the Champions League okay, some positive results that we can maybe build upon, right, they're, they're building blocks for at least something. Um, so we'll see, right? I think we'll all be watching the team very intently, potch intently, sit down, who, whoever it is that's on the bench. But PSG has a lot of deficiencies and a lot of holes right now for me to walk in and be like, I feel really confident. Like I truly feel this type go either way. I feel like we could lose or we could win.
3: I, I got to step in Ty. You guys, this is so too depressing. We're supposed to be more upbeat in this. The truth, no. We're we're going to be a realist, bro. We beat Manchester City 2-0 at the park when we had a relatively decently healthy squad with Verratti playing. We beat them. I know it wasn't pretty, and I'm fine with winning the Champions League ugly. Like it's I'll win 1-0 with a with a penalty kick every single time. Like, yeah. <laughs>
2: I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying 100%. And if that was a one-off, I would say, you know what? Fuck it, you're right. You know, I feel good. And don't get me wrong. I'm, at the end of the night, a win is a win. And everyone else, James, Eddie, you know, uh, Teague, feel free to just jump in at any point. But my concern is that how many times can you go to that well before that well is dry, right? It happened um, against Byron Munich. Yes, we won. But that second leg at home was very scary. How many shots did we give up across both those legs that hit the post? That Navas had to have a game out of his mind. We beat Barcelona at home. Okay, great performance. Or no, away. Great performance. Come back home. We nearly bottled that. We did. Literally. But we, we got
3: the guy that almost beat us, though. We, we got okay. Messi.
2: But then Man City, right? Man City, the game at home. Yes, we won. But if I've watched that game twice, if you watch that game back... We were dominated it was just an individual moment of brilliance so again how many times can you keep going to the well apparently a lot Messi. <laughs> well, the
0: the, thing that scares, out. the the thing that scares me the most about that second man city leg is what you were saying ty like how many times you can go to the well had that been a had that not been a group stage game and we were in the round of 16 psg are losing that tie like that game we won on aggregate but we only won on aggregate because it didn't matter to City that they needed to win Bingo. to to advance, you know. Bingo. Like if that if that was a round of sixteen game, I guarantee Man City find a way to pull out another goal or two. Listen,
2: Ed and other people like, and we're laughing today, Ed. But like, Ed was like on Twitter, "Oh, but we beat." Man, see that I'm aggregate. I don't want to ever hear anyone use the term aggregate to dis- to describe a group stage game. Like, teams don't care that much. It's, it's just about, like, advancing.
3: As, and now it doesn't matter. There's no side. away goal. There's no away goal in the Champions exactly. League now.
2: Exactly. So, listen. They also I didn't agree. have Kevin yes. De Bruyne. Exactly. So, don't get me wrong. Can PS- PSG can dismantle any team in Europe on their night. If Messi Mbappe and Neymar show up and they're like they just they're in that mood, right? And we've seen it with Mbappe. If they're in that mood, yes, we can beat anyone on any given night. The question is, can you beat someone over two legs? Because now it's not about a one night; it's about consistency. And when you start getting you know, against these teams, because it's like the, like the playoffs, right? NBA regular season, playoffs. The group stage is one tempo. It's it's one. You know, focus or one um, intensity. But when you get to the knockout stage, it's just different. At the end of the day, right? Everyone wants to beat PSG. Um, so that's just my concern is that as much as we've been leaky in Liga in France, the form that, that Kareem is in, the form that Vinny is in, I mean, these dudes are lethal right now. You know what I mean? And as leaky as, as we've been, it's, it's really going to be okay, can we outscore somebody? And do you feel confident about that? I guess kind of because we can score with the best of them but i mean can we can our defense stop as many goals as their defense can if we're just going to go into a shootout and the way our defense is playing right now that's scary
3: but I think Real Madrid and, and Bayern Munich, you guys have mentioned, they're a system. They require a lot of passes to get to where they need to go. We have players where you could just give them the ball, and Messi can create something special like that. We could play like shit the entire game for 85 minutes. We just need a couple <laughs> minutes, and Messi. Will pull something out of his ass and score a goal, or Mbappe will find some space and do something. We have players that no one else has that can do something out of nothing. We can look like absolute ass and still win, and exactly. so that's where but, my confidence is.
4: No, no, and you're right. But you have but, to get but, him, you, you have to get him the ball, though. That's the thing, right? You have to get Messi the ball, and agreed. Yeah, Pochettino keeps him out of no man's land. You have to get Mbappe the ball and. Playing, uh, playing in the center. He's playing on the wing, and you have to get the ball over the midfield, which we seem to have a lot of difficulty doing because we don't have a proper midfield. So no. I agree. In theory, you can do what you're saying, but you need humans that are able to facilitate the ball to the people that you want it to go to. Move
3: Di Maria to the midfield. What? Move him to the. Oh, he's already that. come out and he said he's. He's already said he, he's willing to play in the midfield. We know what he can do with that curling outside of the foot pass. It's not crazy. If, if Roddy can't unbalanced. play,
2: It's too unbalanced. what that's other options PSG do you problem. have? You can't play all those attackers. It's just, it's too unbalanced and that's PSG's problem. And the, the other thing is for what you said, right? Yes, we have these players that we can continue to go to the well, but the flip side of that would be the evidence of the group stage itself. Look at those games against Leipzig. Look at the first game against Bruges. Those players couldn't show up. Like you have Messi and Mbappe and Neymar, and they couldn't go to the well and, and get a goal to to win us that game. They, they couldn't make it happen. It's because it, it doesn't always work like that. You can't, you know, teams are learning about PSG. Every team is attacking us the same way. So if they're struggling against Leipzig where they can't, you know, we can't keep out two goals. We're giving up goals at the last minute. We score two, they score two. We go to Bruges, we can't, we can't um, we can't get a dub. You know, same thing with Man City. Like, so the stuff that you're using to argue that we can do it, there's evidence in the group stage as well on why we can't do but it.
3: Something tells me Mbappe and Messi are gonna get up for Real Madrid over Bruges away. Of course. Of course.
2: Away. of course, of course. And my thing is not really, to be honest, my concerns aren't necessarily about Messi and Bobby and Neymar as individuals it's more about the balance of the team and the structure I just think we're super unbalanced I don't think Pac has figured it out I think he's struggling and I think yes you could score but when you start going up, going up against the Reals, the Liverpools the Bayern Munichs um the Chelsea's eventually like structure and balance are important they're important and, and to don't, at least don't forget about the, the uh
0: the Kempimbe handballs that uh <laughs> that we're probably going to get that gives a yeah, penalty yeah.
3: away we're going to give away one free goal somewhere a hundred percent that that is absolutely going to happen
2: and they also don't make mistakes by the way i think real has conceded one penalty all season
3: so you're saying they they're, due.
2: they're due <laughs> oh, <yeah>, they're they <laughs> due i feel like we're due every game i feel like we're due every time we seven like the champions league music plays we could be cruising all game, and when I when the camera pans to Kempembe in the last five minutes, he's got this look in his eye. He's got this look in his eye like he's just he's shitting bricks. It's yeah. like it's getting to the how, end
1: of the game. I, yeah, I,
0: I, I yes. want to know who
3: on Real Madrid is going to keep uh, tabs on Hakimi on one side and Mbappe on the other. Like we, we know what they can do. They're great, but let's look who we got. We keep forgetting about Mendes. We got two speed demons on the outside. Plus you got Mbappé up front. I know the midfield is crap, but push that to the side. We got a really good team. We have a lot to be optimistic about.
2: No, we have a good team. Mike, listen, again, right? Never said we ha- we didn't have a good team. It's just I just think our team is super unbalanced and I think it shows every week. Every- I haven't seen PSG put together one dominant performance all season.
3: Yeah. It is, un- it is unbalanced. The midfield you- is an it- issue.
2: 18 games in liga, 6 games in the Champions League. So that's 20 something games. Have has any of you seen one game where you walked away like yo PSG smoked them. And outside of the 4-1 result to Bruges which listen, it it wasn't a true spanking like the the score didn't really tell the, the tale of the, the tale of the tape essentially, right? So, I'll wait. Has have any of you in 20 plus games seen a game where you walked away like Yo, we were on fire today, and we could be—we could have beaten anyone in the world with how we played today.
3: No, not really. <laughs>
2: that doesn't give me confidence. That doesn't give me
3: confidence. But we—we're winning. We're winning, we're winning win. a lot. We're winning a lot. No, I agree. Real Madrid agree, is so.
4: gonna. Real Madrid is gonna have Nuno Mendez out on a damn island. He's not gonna July. play.
2: I don't think he's gonna play. I think because don't forget, um, teams can re-register their players after yeah. the group stage. Um, so I'm pretty sure Juan Bernat will be in the team and it seems from Pacha's standpoint that that Juan Bernat has been starting more often in league over Nuno Mendez. So I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what's good with his hamstring or how long yeah. he's gonna be out. Um, but if he's healthy, I would not be surprised for that balance if he if he started Juan Bernat in that game. So Mr. Razo, what do you think, man? You've been you've been quiet over there.
1: Ugh, just been listening, been I mean, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go with, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to support Ed here. I mean, I know a lot of people are, are are singing the praises of Vinicius, but I mean, this is the first season he's doing any of this stuff, and then it's another thing to do it in the group stage, uh, in La Liga, and then it's another to, to, to you know, do it in the knockout stages of the Champions League. So I mean, it's like, yeah, the, the dude's playing well, but I mean, I still remember the his performance in the Copa America where. You know, he, he misses a wide open net, uh, and there's a reason why you know Chiche left him off uh, the forward group. So it's like I I think he, Kareem Benzema, Korean Benzema is no doubt, no doubt. But I feel mm-hmm. like we're just giving too much to like to Vinicius because you know he's having he, there's no like I'm not trying to, to to rain on his parade. Like he's been really good, he's been playing well this season. But it is the first time you know he's playing up to what. They've expected of him, and it's another thing to do it in the Champions League knockout stages, uh, and not just La Liga and the group stage. So I feel like, you know, like I, we want to give credit to where credit is due, but it is also you gotta apply context to that that type of stuff. I mean, and there, there's other players, you know, like I really I'm really hoping Sergio Ramos can can play these two matches because Sergio Ramos just brings that that intangibles like those the, we we talk about intangibles in other sports where it's just like. He just has that if factor. And Sergio Ramos just has that. Like in Spanish, we say he has the garras. He has everything like, you know, that, that he can bring, you know, he can just bring something out of people that not a lot of people can bring. It's like that Tiago Silva. Tiago Silva, you know, would bring the best out of Marquinhos. And I'm just I'm just hoping that Sergio Ramos can play. Like I know we're talking about the midfield, and it is what it is, whether they can improve it over, over the January window or not. But like I said, we still have quality players. And at the end of the day, you know, they're – but I think both sides still have some question marks that that one will look to exploit the other. You know whether it's you know Real Madrid trying to exploit you know PSG's midfield, whether they can get you know quality passes to to Messi and Mbappe, and then there's the other factors for Real Madrid whether you know some of the younger players um, like Vinicius can they step up in these big moments that you know they haven't really experienced in their career.
2: Not for sure, man, for sure. I hope that your, your next piece come February, March on PSG Talks website isn't an apology letter to Vinny. I hope it's not an apology letter to Vinny. You know what I mean? But hey, nah, look, they have
3: Vinny, great. they have Vinny, but we have Spider Man. Okay, he's on our we side. Do.
2: <laughs> we do have Spider Man. We do have Spider Man. Just throwing that out there. We do. Nah, both teams are great. Uh, my concern is that PSG just don't look like a team. That's just and I just think if you look at the winners of the Champions League the last couple of years, they're teams. They play like a team, right? I, th- I think Liverpool, Bayern Munich, Chelsea, these aren't like individuals, they're, they're teams. And I, I just don't think we have that. And again, this could change, right? Like come February, we could be singing PSG's praises, like they, things finally clicked. And I, I have been giving the benefit of the doubt, you know, to, to the boys because it is hard for Potch. And one thing I've said, it's hard to integrate so many people into a new team. You know what I mean? I don't think he wanted Messi. I think he had a plan in place for Neymar and Mbappe. I think Messi was forced upon him. I don't think Messi suits the system he wants to play. So I don't put that on him. You know what I mean? Um, And, and yeah, so um, great talk, man. Great talk. I'm excited. I think everyone's excited, obviously nervous. Um, You know, it's always for the badge. So when that time comes February 15th, I will be in front of a TV at a bar. I don't know um, where I'll be, but you know, obviously, PSG jersey on, rooting for my squad and, and, and hoping for the best and hoping that we we advance. Um, I'll go around real quick. Anyone has any any final thoughts just on on the squad, on the matchup, or even you know anything at all? Any any of the other matchups that you guys are interested or, or looking forward to watching? But um, Ed, start with you, man. Closing remarks.
3: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much, uh, Ty, for hosting. I want to just get this on the record. Lille are beating Chelsea. I'm just throwing that out there. They're going to beat them. Tuchel, we know how he likes to lose to Lille, so that's happening. I want to get that out there. Um, and it's just saying whatever. You're just saying whatever. I'm, I'm there. I, I'm not a betting man, but I would put money on Lille. I think they have a really good team. I think they're going to win. Um, no, I, I think that there's a lot to be positive. Let's not forget, this is a PSG side that went to the Champions League final What was it, two years ago? Last year, we went to the semifinals. We've beaten Bayern. We've beaten Barcelona. We've beaten a lot of teams. Sure, we haven't beaten Manchester City yet in a knockout stage, but we did beat them at the park. PSG have racked up a lot of wins, came back against Borussia Dortmund with Haaland. So we have a lot of scalps that PSG has collected over the last couple seasons. They have no reason to fear Real Madrid at all, and I think that's the mentality. This team will turn up. Domestic league is one thing. Champions League is another. I'm confident. I think we're going to do this. LA PSG. I
2: love it, man. I love it. Ed, um, man, you are. I love, I love you, Ed, man. I, I, love, I want to create a scrapbook in, in Discord of just end quotes. Just ed quotables things. No, ed we can do set. it. We can do yes, it. Yes, please, please. Because uh, at the I'll end start, of the year, I'll
3: start pinning all it's it's the like, stuff, mo- mo- stuff mo- that Ed says. It. Wait till Tuchel's crying on the sideline, and then you would be like, "He was right." Just wait.
2: Listen, man. Chelsea, Chelsea are, are have been getting exposed, but in their defense, they like literally don't have their midfield. Conte is hurt. Kovacic just hurt, so it's kind of hard to, to play. It's basically like if Varati and Gay were out for a significant portion of time, I'm pretty sure PSG would get carved up quick um eddie men what's up talk to me L- closing remarks from you man
1: uh, i'm just hoping everybody stays healthy that's that's the end of the day whether they can add a midfield or not we all know how you know marco Verratti needs to stay healthy um i'm hoping you know Sergio ramos can can somehow find some legs and stay healthy that, that's all i'm asking for just if if nothing happens this january window then I'm just hoping everybody stays healthy. That that, that way PSG at least has a, a puncher's chance to, to advance to the quarterfinals. That's, that's all I'm doing. I'm burning sage for, for PSG's health. That's, that's, that's pretty much my, my closing remark.
2: I feel you. That's if PSG go in there fully healthy with everyone in form, not like their first game back outside of Neymar, because that may be his first or second game back um, PSG have more than a puncher's chance. I mean, this is for me, true, like a, 50-50-ish tie. Um, Hard to call. Teague, talk to me, man. Closing remarks for the people.
0: We must respect our opponent. This is not a situation where we can just get off the bus, roll the ball out there, and expect to just win. Um, We we have to show up. Um, And as long as we take care of our business and prepare for Real Madrid... As if they were a Bayern, we can walk out of this thing with our head, heads held high, and potentially say, "Hey, we we dominated a good team." But if we're just gonna show up and just be like, "Well, it's Real Madrid, and they ain't got nobody, and we're the best team on the planet," that's how you get beat. Um, and I think we've seen that kind of with the first—not that we got beat, but the first time with uh, with Brug, we kind of just thought we were just going. Show up on the pitch and put our shirts on and, and go win. And um, the other team has a heartbeat. The other team is trying to win too. And we gotta we j- we gotta take care of business and we have to respect the, um, the effort and the uh, the want to of the other team. So um, I still think we can win. I don't think that this is. Uh, I don't think it's a walk in the park. I do have my concerns, but like I said, I do think that we we end up. Um,
3: splitting. Well, yeah. Sorry, Teague's been having some issues with the connection there. Yeah, so but we
2: we got him. Um,
3: yeah, if he's calling. He's calling call call back in. Here we we got him. Yeah, Ed, you gotta pay these people more or something.
0: They, they don't. They don't like me. They don't like <laughs> me on this thing.
3: What is going um, on?
0: <laughs> but all It'll I'm saying, the saying the is, I, I think. Say that again.
2: The uh, Georgia fans run this. Oh yeah, for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. They don't want none of that no more. They don't have internet in Georgia. <laughs> but anyway, as long as we, add, add as it long to as the, we respect add it to the our book, opponent,
2: the quotable book, add it to the
3: quotable book. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, I'm writing that one down. Let me let me find a pen. Um, but as long sorry as to all the listeners opponent, in Georgia. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Tennessee
3: guy, you know. You better, you yeah, you better watch him out. We just got internet oh. in Tennessee
2: if we uh if we learn anything from James T. and James C. today, it is uh respect your opponent, man. Respect your opponents, you know don't don't overlook but another another gentleman on the team who deserves a, a book of quotables Mr. Mr. Carter, man, what do you have for the people to to close us out?
4: Respect the ops, man, okay? Respect them for sure i uh you know I was sitting here thinking just now. We were saying, like, oh, well, we need to get up for this game. Like, <laughs> how do PSG actually rate themselves against Real Madrid? Like, do, like, do we think that we're just going to walk over this team? Because, as you all have said, much with, like, Club Bruges, we have the propensity to think that it's going to be a walk in the park. And I think somebody else said it, like, oh, we have to treat this like we're playing iron. Here's the thing about Bayern. Bayern go into matches looking for a blood sacrifice from the other side. They're looking to spill blood to bring it back to the Bundesliga as offering. Like that's how they think about their football. It doesn't matter who's on the other side. They want death and destruction and carnage, period. It doesn't matter. They don't have to get up for a team. They want to scalp the other team drag them back to Bayern, like that's their whole mentality. And that is the mentality of the best teams in Europe. Liverpool is now like, oh, well, we got to get up for a match. They're like, what 15-year-old can we pull out of the stands and put a jersey on and sit out there because we're going to destroy you regardless. And for whatever reason, I don't know why PSG just doesn't have that mentality. And I don't know if it's going to take a manager, a different captain, Cleaning house, I don't know what it's going to take for them to just have a mentality that doesn't say, let's get up for this game. More so, if they're coming to the park, they're going to die because we are who we are. And that's what it has to be in order for us to grab this last rung on this damn ladder that is the Champions League. It just has to be that way. We can't get up for anything. We have to be there and push you down because you don't deserve to be near us. That has to be the mentality. And I don't know that they have that mentality going against Real Madrid. I know Real Madrid has that mentality. They may not have the personnel, but that badge means everything. That stadium means everything. So, oh, somebody got something going on in
2: Whoa. the background. Wait. <laughs> Who's
4: in Too Fast, Too Furious, bro? What is that? That's, um, that's, that's Shabby Simmons. Beating away from the park to prime because <laughs> they won't give him any playing time. Yo,
0: but just yo, just time. in closing, just man,
4: <laughs> listen. In closing, I, uh, Okay. <laughs> of course, love you guys. Uh, love the team. I'll be watching. Um, hopefully, we don't lose. We might, <laughs> but hopefully, we don't.
2: Not, nah, man. Hopefully, we. Hopefully, we. Like you guys said, you know, start collecting scalps on this run and. The first scalp to be collected is Real Madrid's, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm all for the run, hope to see improvements, want my team to win, but excited to get together with the boys. I'm excited to bring you guys another episode. As always, happy holidays, be well, stay safe, and until next time.